At no point in your rambling, incoherent response were you even close to anything that could be considered a rational thought. And of course, we have rational thoughts today, not necessarily from me, but from our guests. They've got great things to talk about. Good afternoon. Good morning, wherever you are. This is Doug Crow with the Off Your Brand Show. You're going to want to take notes. I've got a very special guest on today. Man, it's, uh, it's very rare to have somebody who's in the business world who has such a wide variety of businesses he's developed, purchased, sold. Um, his story is amazing. He's like a, um, a better looking version of Richard Branson, I think. Um, our, he's, he's laughing in the green. We'll bring him on right now. Welcome to the show. Say my good friend, Mr. Pat McLaughlin. Pat, welcome to the show. Thanks for coming on. I appreciate it. Hey, Doug. That, that's a very ambitious um, comparison, Richard Branson. This is... Uh... Well, I mean, <laughs> maybe not 700 companies, but I want to start off the show by giving people reason to stick around. Um, you've got such a wide background. I mean, why should we listen to a person who's got, who sold, you know, hair salons chiropractor and now is doing a self-development product and service. I mean, that's a wide range of what is it that you have that we should uh, pay attention to here? You know, that's a great question. I, you know, I, I just think every one of us is, is got a very unique, um, you know, background. Right. And I, I think of my blender of life, if I, so to speak, the ingredients have been very wild and, and varied and, you know, even having the ability to raise four children who are now, you know, 20 to 26, yeah, having this, this kind of all this, mixed up together plus as you can see behind me i like to read a little bit yeah i i think you throw all that in a blender and it's kind of my margarita of life so to speak and and so it's just kind of a unique way to, to look at some things i'm kind of a an analytical type person and and yeah. i think i got a unique way to to see if we can help some young young wow. adults out you certainly do and i want to hear about how you go from chiropractor to hair salons to uh this is a big it's a it's a it's not a straight line basically so a little bit about your background. Well, how'd you get started? Uh, what was your first thing you started doing as an entrepreneur? Sure. So I'll, I'll just start from the scratch here. So yeah, it has been circuitous. That's a good word to use. It's, it's, I, I started in chiropractic at, at age 24. I'm mm -hmm. 55 right now. So I, I'm, I graduated chiropractic school in 1991. So I've been doing this uh, almost 32 years. Mm -hmm. I got involved in chiropractic because I got migraine headaches as, as a high schooler and, and missed a lot of uh, life, so to speak. I was on drugs for four or five years in a row. And, um, and found chiropractic and chiropractic made a difference mm -hmm. in my life. So practiced a few years in Chicago and right outside Charlotte, moved to Moorhead City, North Carolina in mm -hmm. 1996 and been here ever since. So got involved um, in multiple practices at, at one time, mm -hmm. had as many as five practices at one point and, and found out, Doug, and this is interesting. I found out I was enjoying maybe some of the business tentacles of chiropractic more than being a chiropractor. Uh -huh. and, and I've read that before. So I enjoyed the accounting department. I enjoyed managing people. I enjoyed, I enjoyed the advertising piece. Uh, so I, I had a good buddy of mine here locally in town, and, and we decided to, to kind of partner up a little bit. And, and we looked at things like Moe's Southwest Grill. We looked at Dunkin' Donuts. Yeah. I don't, landed the plane on Great Clips, which is a long story. Yeah. And um, we got in the hair business in 2009. Uh -huh. uh, we opened up three salons here in Carteret County outside of eastern North Carolina. And um, we're terrible at it. And <laughs> we we, it. Uh, we were a couple of years in. So I had the chiropractic practice in these couple of great clip salons. And yeah. the next thing you know, we what do you do when you're really bad at something? You buy 12 more. So we bought 12 more in Wilmington. And um, kind of the rest is history. We, we ended up buying more in Nashville, Tennessee. And uh, Bowling Green, yeah. Kentucky had 50 at one point. 
um, wow. for a few brief months. We mainly about 48, 49. And then um, uh, worked at 14 years. I, I sold out in January of, of uh, this year, January 2023. And, um, and, and now I bought another chiropractic practice. So I've got two chiropractic practices at this point. Also involved in a company called Stage Ride Med Centers, which is basically a, a urinary incontinence business of all things. And I got two centers in Raleigh with with some other partners. Right. In between all that stuff, got involved in the food, went into the duck donuts business. Uh, uh-huh. Had that for two years in all places, Knoxville, Tennessee. And yep. so it's just been kind of a really wild life, wild ride uh, to to um, to really kind of examine um, yeah. business and also people along the way. I, I, the people thing is what I want to focus on because I can see, okay, be a chiropractor. Okay, having a second one. Okay, I'm good at business. Cracking backs is okay, but business is more fun. But managing 50 hair salons plus your chiropractor business plus the other interests, I mean, that makes most entrepreneurs' heads spin. How do you manage all that? You know, good point. It was, I, you know, I, I think I had too much weight on the bar. I mean, it, it was at one point, good point. I had 48 chiropractic or great clips. Yeah. Two chiropractic centers, a duck donuts, and a partridge in a pear tree. Basically, it was just it was very difficult, but yeah, great systems and great people mm-hmm. and great partners. I think were made it all feasible. Um, right. And so, yeah, we're, we're you know were we perfect in all all areas? We weren't, but we we, we certainly did a good enough job to to keep everything um, mm-hmm. uh, you know going in the right direction. So learned Absolutely. a lot about myself, learned a lot about others, and uh-huh. it was. Um, it was great. It's just incredible amount of bandwidth that, uh, you know, everybody says, they, you know, 24 hours a day, but some people have, you know, multiple businesses. Some people can barely manage one. So there's a bunch of lessons there. I hope you put that in your book coming out called Alignment. Is that right? Or Life Alignment? Life Alignment. Yeah. So you know, really that came from this, Doug. I, I, the genesis of it is, is really a couple things. One is, you know, I've been blessed to have close to 300,000 patient visits in my career as a chiropractor. Now, that's that's on three hundred thousand different individuals, but that's yeah, right. individual office visits. Mm-hmm. And then I've, I've we've had several thousand employees at Great Clips. I mean, through the years, yeah. and there's unfortunately some attrition with that business. But yeah. you know, as far as turnover goes, but and having raised four kids and knowing their friends, yeah. you know, I, I felt this common theme that was coming over, and that's the young adult. I'm going to say the fifteen to thirty year old, but really it can be 40, 50, 60 year olds as well that just are what I call lost, that just don't have a, a good focus on what they want to do. Mm-hmm. We use the business operating system called Entrepreneur Operating System. It's called EOS. It's traction, right? right? Mm-hmm. And a lot of companies are using that right now. Well, we chose to use that in our Great Clips world. And I was in, went to the EOS um, a conference in Georgia, in Atlanta, with my business partner. And I, as I sat there, and I, I, it was kind of gnawing on me. It kind of hit me with a like a frying pan in the forehead. It was like, Businesses have operating systems, mm-hmm. but individuals don't, or not not clear ones that I haven't necessarily seen. Sure. And it kind of dawned on me. I literally started doodling right there, and came up this kind of this what I call this platform, or hopefully comes comes a movement someday of yeah. kind of a self examination, self awareness of how people can actually kind of put some time into their own life and really designates these. It's really six steps, so to speak of how to get some focus in their life to get the life that they really deserve and, and really become the best version of themselves. Well, I got to tell you, someone who can manage, uh, you know, 48 salons and a bunch of other business at the same time must know something about, uh, I guess I use the word balance, but balance is obviously a myth. You can't have balanced 
life with all this stuff. Things are imbalanced. But you talk about alignment, not balance. So tell me the distinction between that. Yeah, good point. I, you know, I, I read a book called uh, The One Thing by, I think it's Keller Williams, right? And and so he, he talks balance is just not even possible. They use a word called counterbalance, right? So hmm. there's times, and I've certainly lived this, where there's periods of time my health is not in good shape, right? Mm -hmm. And then, and then, or my, my maybe there's too much business, or maybe I'm, I'm I'm too much with you know this thing or that thing. Mm -hmm. so, so things kind of sway a little bit, and it's very difficult to to, to keep things totally in balance. Mm -hmm. As far as being in alignment and using a you know the chiropractic model of a spine alignment, mm -hmm. I think if you could keep your life kind of in a couple of these steps, which we'll talk a little bit later, is and keeping things kind of in direction, in alignment with energy, I think people can really get the life that they they, they desire. I really believe mm -hmm. that. You know, you and I have talked before about this, but so many people spend hours and weeks, you know, preparing and, and trying to plan, say, a vacation. Yeah. But nobody's really spending any time talking about how to plan their own life. And, and that's kind of what I want to try to do is kind of give people kind of a, a good model of how to do that. And then maybe exercises to go ahead and create that type of that type of um, life for them. They have, to have a target. I, in EOS, they have these one or two sheets that, that people have for businesses. Uh -huh. How do we do that for the, for somebody's life? And if people took the time and, and a little bit of effort on this, I think they can have kind of a good, good little guide for themselves. Absolutely. You know, it's funny. We talk about, um, you know, scheduling and I think, okay, if you put things in a calendar and schedule it out, you, you feel better, you sleep better, whatnot. But a lot of that is, um, you know, it's the demand stuff. Someone's demanding your time versus you leading with your time. And I think a lot of people, entrepreneurs or employees who are told where to go, what to do and when, either by their customers or their boss. Um, and I think what you're trying to say here, if I'm correct if I'm wrong, but if you, if you lead with your own intentions, then people can't distract you from your, your main mission there. Yeah, correct. So, and I think I, I just kind of dawned on me, just you mean you talking here, it just kind of came to me. You said, well, Pat, why, why would people listen to you? Why? why um you know why right mm -hmm. and I, I think the thing that i was able to do with the, the multiple great clips the multiple chiropractic offices you know having you know being married having four kids the duck donuts is i think the word is being organized at least in thought processes mm -hmm. right and being analytical and i think by organizing these thought processes i think i can help individuals kind of go and, and guide them in the mm -hmm. right direction so I, I think that's that you know that's the key is is just trying to organizing these thoughts to get them in in right direction and mm. and these stair steps can really assist people to to uh, at least have a good feel of they're being on the right direction. Right, right. And there's there's I mean there's thousands of books about finding your purpose, your passion, or even even quoting things in your book like Simon Sinek went about starting with why. Uh, when people are starting to think about okay, how can I get myself um, you know intentionally in a direction. What are some of the reasons, or some of the better question? What are some of the um, canary, you know, canary in the coal mine moments, even in your life, or people you talk to? Says, "Whoa, I'm really out of alignment. I need to get aligned here." What should people be looking for to know that they're out of alignment? You know, um, there's a couple things. I, I think one is, I, I think it's a, it's an internal feeling, and if you're having a tough time getting out of bed in the morning. <laughs> Um, and, and getting onto whatever your mission is. I, th I think there's a period of time, and we all have bad days, Doug. And, and, yeah. But if that's consistently going on, mm. and, and it's almost it's almost a physical feeling. You know, I, I really believe in, in parts of my steps there. I mean, you you got to be in alignment with your heart, your gut, your conscience, mm -hmm. um, your actions as far as, you know, what, how you're moving, 
your blood, sweat, and tears, I call it, your soul. I, I think these are these are feelings I think you, you'd have, like, hey, something just isn't right right here. Mm-hmm. And, and I think people get stuck, um, whether they're not, they're stuck in relationships, they're stuck mm-hmm. in the type of job they're doing. They're, yeah. they're just not feeling fully alive is the, is the word. And I think a lot of that's going on right now. I right. just finished John Gordon's book, the, the One Truth. It's kind of his new book that's out right now. Huh. And he talks about some, somebody calls them D's uh, that, that actually kind of get us off track. And one is called mm-hmm. doubt, distortion, which is kind of distorting the truth, discouragement, mm-hmm. um, and distraction. And distraction today with, with the, the social media, social yeah. media is great, but social media has some consequences in the fact that people are comparing themselves to uh, all these things that they're seeing and they're distracted. And they're like, man, my life's not like this person or that person. I think that just kind of generating this kind of negative, these negative thoughts in their head. Right. And, and it just kind of almost fuels the fire if they're not feeling like they're on track. It certainly does. Um, so in your case, how did you, um, obviously you discover this, that you said you think about it at an EOS meeting, um, which you're a member of, but when you talk to other people about this alignment, not your chiropractic, but in, in life, um, what are some of the, um, give me a, you have a story of somebody you got back on track. Yeah, sure. It's interestingly enough. I'm talking to somebody tonight at 9 PM on a, on a zoom call about it. I, I've had the opportunity, Doug, to, to speak on, uh, or speak some of these, um, concepts at university of North Carolina, Chapel Hill. I've actually spoken in the last three semesters at their, mm-hmm. um, entrepreneur program. And I've been blessed to have that opportunity and kind of a connection through my daughter who graduated from there and yeah. she minored in entrepreneurship. So, um, you know, I've been able to kind of kind of test drive a couple of these concepts. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm actually, you know, in, in the process of trying to design a curriculum, right. Um, right. you know, hopefully teaching it there, but maybe at, at other community colleges or maybe, maybe even online and just to kind of give people some systems um, to do this. So really, it's been kind of a little eye opening in the fact that, that people aren't used to writing their goals down. That's that's kind of the third thing. Uh, let me let me delve in just briefly. It's it's basically six steps. It's, it's mm-hmm. finding somebody's passion. Then creating, you know, finding your mission, creating vision, taking action, charting progression, and then finally getting joy, what I call joyful jubilation. So it's passion, mission, vision, action, progression, and jubilation. So it mm-hmm. is, is the third tentacle. So it's passion. And there's some things we can talk about with that mission, which I think is the most important thing. But but really vision. A lot of people don't write their goals down, Doug. Yeah. 3% of people have been found to write their goals down. And they say 97% of people work for those 3%. So, I mean, it's, <laughs> it's, that, it's that powerful of a thing. And I think one of the concepts in, in my exercises is just as simple as plan, writing down your goals. People, right. people are never going to hit a target that they can't see. Yeah. And so it's just a fundamental thing. So it's a real simple thing, but, but yeah. you've got a kind of a unique way to, to kind of set some goals. And, and so that's been real helpful just on that fundamental part. Yeah. You know, I, I've done it since, uh, since uh, right out of college when uh, I took, you know, read some Zig Ziglar books about goal setting and whatnot. And I started looking back at some of them <clears throat> and sometimes I've achieved them. I never achieved them at the time. I thought I would, but I, I hit them eventually. Sometimes they change. So talk to us about when, um, because obviously the, there's different segments or seasons of your life. And as we get older, I think, uh, people get beat up more. They have more things go against them, and their goals tend to be chipped away a little bit. When you're young, I could take on the world. When I'm 50, oh, that didn't work. That didn't work. I better just settle. What do you do to some help somebody out who's um, been beat up a little bit with their goals? Yeah, great point. So part part of the um, part of this process is 
Um, we talked about passion, mission, vision, action, progression, jubilation. On the on the bottom end is what I call foundation. Huh. That's kind of like one A, so to speak, and that's kind of kind of setting what your life, where you're at at this point. Okay, and I think mm -hmm. you can do that. The the first exercise we did at Chapel Hill was is just trying to having people fill this out is kind of where they are in that first what I say quarter of life, right? Right when they're getting out of college and jumping in the right. real world. So I think kind of understanding kind of where you've been, so to speak, you know how you're born, who you're born with, what geographical area, what religion, lots of, as John Maxwell says, is when we're born, you know, it's all chance. Yeah. And as we are, as we get older, it chance becomes this, but choice becomes like that. Wow. Like your first 25 years, man, on this planet, it's more, morally, mostly chance, not choice. Mm -hmm. So I think understanding kind of where you, where you are. And so I think you can even do that edge age 30, age 40, age 50, you kind of say, okay, here's what's happened to me. Here's kind of where I'm at. And uh -huh. I get getting a good baseline. And I think by getting that, I think is, is important. Okay. Uh -huh. So, but I think the other thing is, is on the other end of this passion, mission, vision, action, progression, jubilation is what I call recalibration. Uh -huh. And what I mean by that at the end is in EOS, they force you to do a two day annual every year to go ahead and see where your business is. And they also want you to do quarterly kind of check-ins. Yeah. So I think doing an annual, Doug, every year to say, okay, has my passion shifted? Yeah. Do my core values, are they the same? Mm -hmm. Let me revisit my goals. Do I have any new goals? And I think by going over this exercise kind of on an annual basis, you're kind of recalibrating a little bit because, I mean, mm -hmm. life does pivot. I read a book by um, Burnett and Evans called Designing Your Life. It's a class taught, taught at Stanford. Yeah. And it's a tremendous book. I give it to all college graduates. Uh -huh. that, that for his graduation present, whether they read it or not, it's up to them. <laughs> yeah. But in that book, it talks about 44% of people will get a side career at some point. I mean, it happened to me, right? I never thought I'd be in the hair business, yeah. but I got into chiropractic and then I delved into the franchise world with great clips hair salons. But most people are going to find these types of like these life pivots mm -hmm. and um, it just happens. And, and, and basically I think by be paying attention to the fundamentals, what I'm yeah. talking about, I think will help kind of guide people and say, okay, they need to re, you know, self-examine, reset possibly, mm. and then kind of shift a little bit and say, hey, you know, am I having a tough time getting out of bed in the morning? Am I just feeling stuck? Is, is this is this the life that I really dreamt about? Mm -hmm. And I, I think then taking those those directions, which comes into action and progression to right reach on. that jubilation, I, I, that, that's kind of where the the, the the metal hits right there. Yeah. Have you, um, what about you in your case? Do you have any low points in this journey where it's, it was really hard to get out of bed or hard to reset? 100%. No, no doubt about it. I, I think that, you know, just going and selling great clips this past year, I mean, I, I, I believe uh, my passion was changing a little bit. I mean, I was finding some business problems in that, that realm that was difficult for me to, um, to, to fix. And I was found myself in 14 years getting a little frustrated. Mm -hmm. And I think when that happens, uh, I think, you know, there, there was an opportunity for me to sell. And I said, I took it, you know, I could have made more money uh, down the road, staying in the business. Certainly I could have, um, sure. but I just felt too, you know, fundamentally, I think it was time to move on and, and go to something mm -hmm. else. Mm -hmm. And so I think, you know, in your gut, in your heart, I, I think, I think things are just, they just start talking to you a little bit. I think meditation is critical. I, I do a lot of meditation and, and I've just felt called to do something else. And, and this is, this is uh, kind of an arena. I'm going to go ahead and give it my best here. And, and right. you know, if, if there's some people that, that like it, then, then awesome. If, if not, then mm -hmm. I, it's something I feel called to do nonetheless.
Sure, I love it. And I love the love the, uh, the chart you described by having lots of choices or chance versus choice. Um, I'm I'm thinking about that a lot right now. Yeah, it's um, we, we have lots of a lot more choices as the world opens up to us. And uh, it's, it's, I think maybe it's as important to say what you don't want to do as it is what you want to do. Like in your case, mm. hey, it's time to, you know, I, I enjoyed this, but it's time to let one thing go so I can focus over here. And, That's uh, a great I point. I, you know, I, I've heard that from a buddy of mine who said sometimes you, you by taking enough jobs in your life, you, you you find out what you don't want to do. That's a great great, great point there, Doug. That's right. And for entrepreneurs, you know, we have, uh, I mean, you've actually mastered your shiny object syndrome, but a lot of the ones I know have not. They uh, they fly around from idea to idea to idea and they can never settle in and, and take one on. Um, is that an alignment or is it just the way they're wired? Hmm. You know, I think I think that gets into this progression piece uh, mm. in my my stair step approach. Uh, and yeah. and I, I think with what I call action, I think the action is the most important thing. Right. How many people do you know that said, man, I wish I could do this or I really want to do this someday. I'm like, OK, when are you going to start? So so really action has a couple different tentacles to it and then progression. Yeah. OK, right. so in EOS to, to parallel this, they talk about what's called rocks, which are 90 day seasonal goals. Okay. So in our action piece is one is, is when, when are you going to start, right? You got to start. Mm -hmm. And then how do we chop those one-year goals down to 90 day, day seasonal goals, right? Yeah. And so let's go ahead and establish those. And then you got to find some accountability partners, right? Like you've been a kind of an accountability partner to me here a little bit, get this book done. Yeah. Um, and, and we're gaining on it. And then the other thing is you have to find what I call your ships, S-H-I-P. Mm -hmm. You got to find your mentorships, your associateships, your oh. receptorships. Right. Find those people that that are are willing to help. I mean, you're willing to help. Mm -hmm. I'm willing to help. I mean, you could find a lot of people want to give, and 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 really give their time yeah. and, and to help people. There's plenty of people that will help, kind of with the younger version of themselves were. And and I think that's that right. um, I think that's a, a, an important thing is to have find those people. And I think once you get to that part, Doug, then finding your progression, which I think are weekly. Kind of set goals and, and there's mm -hmm. some kind of you know lead to lag indicators right find out what your lead indicators and see if you're hitting those things and i think those directional things so finding the action with your mentors your, the accountability partners cutting your things into 90-day goals and then finding mm -hmm. hey am i am i making any progress week to week to week to week or am i not and then that'll just be kind of self self-fulfilling there i love that i love that um how do people get in touch with you you know i'm just old school right now I, you know i i i you know, you can reach me at drpatmclaughlin at gmail.com and I'll, I'll, re, I'll reach out to you. So basically, you know, we, we're still kind of fundamentally putting some of these platforms yeah. together. But yeah, absolutely. Don't yeah. That's Dr. Right. DR, right? Not the full word. That's right. D-R-P-A-T-M-C-L-A-U-G-H-L-I-N at gmail.com. Happy to, happy to help somebody. drpatmclaughlin at gmail.com. It's also in the show notes here. You can click on that and, and email Pat. If you can't spell McLaughlin, you're just not qualified to work with them as far as I'm <laughs> It's McLaughlin. So anyway, <laughs> but it's, it's pronounced McLaughlin. It's yeah. around here. It's right down here. Sean, they can <laughs> click on that and they can shoot you an email and don't burn his time. Have a quick question. Get to it. He's a, he's a busy man, but he's willing to help. So I really appreciate that, Pat. That's that's wonderful. I appreciate that. Um, parting words of wisdom. If you could sum up a, uh, an alignment parable or an alignment uh yeah, somebody would just say. I'll leave it at this here. So we, we again, I'll, I'm, I'm regurgitating this: passion, mission, vision, action, progression, jubilation. And the second piece I think is the most important, Doug, and that is mission. And what mission means is core values. And if I could just end in a minute here on this, sure. Businesses have core values, right? Mm -hmm. Like 
Nike just do it. Everybody can kind of regurgitate kind of certain businesses core values, but as an individual, can you? And my people, if you if you ask somebody on the street, hey, what are your core values? You'll, you'll people will stumble through them. Everybody's got core values, right? But I think that the the time has come to for people to establish their own individual core values. Like I've got seven real quick. Uh, it's go, yeah, I'm sure, yeah. Go, grow, give, live, love, learn, and fun. Okay, go. I like to go for it in life. Yeah. Give. I like to give back like I am right here. I like mm-hmm. to grow. Um, I like to to live. I like mm-hmm. to have fun. Yeah. I like to love and I like to learn. These books behind me, I've learned a lot. Yeah. Okay. My point is when I when I have relationships, when I have business decisions I've got to make right now, when I have these things like, hey, well, do I want to spend 45 minutes with you today? I'm pouring life through what I call a colander of my core values. Mm-hmm. And if those things stick, those are the things that are that mean the most with me here. Oh, so right. what I call life alignment is things that are going with your passion through your mission, through your vision, through your actions, through your progressions, through jubilations. And if everything is in alignment, things, things may, wow. you know, life is what, what it's all about. But the colander is a good tip that I would say, okay, define your core values, which are mainly verbs, by the way, couple or couple nouns. Yeah. Find your three to 10 core values. Ask those people around you, hey, does this sound like me? Mm-hmm. Wash them through maybe the good and the bad things in your past of your life yeah. and say, hey, this makes sense. And then I would use those, write them down, know those. And then when you have, hey, do you want to spend a weekend with this couple? Well, do they mesh with your core values or not? Do we Should you take this business project on, mm-hmm. throw them into the calendar of your core values and see if that makes sense or not? And and it's really helped me out in, in making some some life decisions here recently that I've been kind of, hey, Pat, do you want to do this? Do you want to do that? Do you want to hang out with these people? Mm-hmm. I just pour it through my core values and it just, it's almost kind of makes, makes those decisions for me. Wow. It sort of goes back to one of your chapters about writing on eulogy, right? You've got to, you know, you're going to have one someday. <laughs> you don't know when it is. So you might as well live every day in alignment with your values, right? That makes sense. There's a the last tip. There's a, there's a, and people laugh at me on this. There's a, there's a thing called countdown app. It's an app called countdown. Yes. I've seen that. Yeah. And, um, I read this somewhere and, and first of all, the, the, the eulogy is, is Michael Haddock's book. And that's, that's, that's where he talks about yeah, that. We work on the credit once, then it's all yours. Okay. That's right. But um, in the countdown app, you, you put your 80th birthday down. It's, actually, it's an Oliver Berkman's book called 4,000 Weeks. And basically what it says is we typically at, we live, the 80-year-old would live approximately 4,000 weeks. And so you put your 80th birthday down there and, and you can kind of look at that. And really, you know, time is finite. And you know, when you, when you put that together with this, what I call this life alignment, I think it's all the more important that we're only here for a little bit. Mm-hmm. You better make sure you have this one life. You make sure better make sure it's in alignment. That's right. I love it. Pat, thank you so much. Words of wisdom. Check it out. Dr. Pat McLaughlin, drpatmclaughlin at gmail.com. Give me a shout, get some advice and get your life in alignment. Pat, so much. Thanks so much for being on the show today. I appreciate it. Thanks, Doug. And that wraps up another Auth Your Brand Hour or 20 minutes, whatever it was, wonderful time. Um, You're going to want to take notes. If you didn't take notes, you can click below and get those notes there for yourself and uh, contact Pat. He's a wise man. Have a good one. Thanks so much for joining us.